0: Hello, and welcome to the month of May. How are you doing? Have you been doing these affirmations we spoke about? Are you doing the manifestation work? How has your healing journey been so far? Well, this month I have amazing lineup of speakers for us, including myself. Uh, But today I have an amazing speaker all the way from the United States. Our name is Michelle. You can call her Queen Michelle. You can call her Coach Michelle. She is a transformational speaker was a victim of molestation and domestic violence she is a ceo of a thriving business so without further ado let me introduce you to the queen herself hello queen michelle and welcome to the process of becoming
1: i i'm so sorry uh but thank you for having me i'm so glad to be here
0: It's an honor and a privilege to have you on the process of becoming. So, who is Queen Michelle?
1: Well, oh, that's loaded. Who am I? (laughs) I am a mother of five. They are all grown now. Um, I am a survivor of a lot of trauma. Traumas that I'm sure your audience can relate to. But most importantly, um, I'm me, entrepreneur, I'm an author, motivation. well, transformational speaker, I do coaching, so I wear a lot of hats, and like I said, I survived a lot, so hopefully I can inspire your audience today
0: thank you very much coach michelle i read two chapters from your book yesterday Mm -hmm. and like i just said i my eyes was literally boiling like and i picked a phrase from the book where you said if you want to cry cry we're going to do it together you're going to hold my hand and it felt so comforting so In terms of healing from trauma, I know that there is so much about the book that I still want to read, um, but what has it been like for you? What has your experience, your journey in terms of trauma, healing from trauma been like?
1: (sighs) It's been challenging Hmm. because when I was younger, so to give your audience a little background, Hmm. I was molested from nine to 11 by my stepfather. Um, I also was raped as a teenager, oh, wow. and I, um, oh my gosh, I've dealt with domestic violence, just being a single mom, dealing with the traumas of failed relationships, a marriage, all of those different things. So, I think for me, the biggest thing with dealing was the trauma never stopped; it kept coming. Right? So you 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 ultimately learn. And not for the good, right? <laughs> but just yeah. you go into survival mode to yeah. where you just learn when the when the blows come, you duck, you dodge. You almost turn into water, right? So where you can go through, under, around, whatever you need to to survive because that's what you're thinking about is survival. Mm-hmm. How to get to the next day, you know? And then being a mom at 16... I had three children by the time I was 20. I didn't have time to stop and think and breathe. <laughs> wow. I just had to make it. So I think for me, and a lot of us go through this, right? So we suffer these different traumas and we don't have time to actually deal with them. So we built these defense mechanisms And I speak about one in my book. And, you know, we we normalize it because this defense mechanism helps us to get through life. It helps us to deal with life. Um, It gives us the courage and the strength to keep going and need to do the things that we need to do. Never realizing that it's unhealthy. Right? We, We don't look at our defense mechanisms as a hindrance. It's more or less like for me, you're going to have to deal with Shell if you're going to deal with me, right? Or I say, you know, that's just part of it. You know, the world made me this way or whatever. And so we inadvertently get validity, more validity to what happens to us so we stay in a perpetual state of surviving. And I think that um, understanding frequencies and vibrations, that keeps a lot of things from coming to us. Is it our fault that we went through those things? No, it's not. Right? Um, and it's hard and awful that we've been tasked with going through those things and having to overcome them. But our subconscious doesn't understand or differentiate from what we're saying and what we mean. Right? Yeah. So, I learned to say I survived molestation. I survived rape. I survived uh, domestic violence. I survived. I'm so sorry about that. Are you? Why are you sorry? <laughs> Can you hear side. me? Okay. Yes, I can. No, no, no. Someone had called. Someone had called. Someone had called and okay. I should have put it on Do Not Disturb a long time ago and I didn't. Because <laughs> I switched devices so I wasn't able to put this one on Do Not Disturb mm-hmm. so I apologize for that. Okay. But, um, yes, I'm so sorry. Because my other one was on Do Not Disturb. <laughs> so, uh, we have st- we're t- so I, our subconscious, like I said, doesn't differentiate when we say, I'm a survivor of domestic violence, right? Mm. My subconscious reads that survivor. That's still almost like present tense, right? Mm. And so I started to change that. And then through writing my book, I went through a whole transformation. The transformation at the it. end of book two. Because it was my life, I'm 45, so I mean there's a lot there, so I had to put it in two books. And so I had to go back to grown me to save the child me. And I didn't understand that what I was doing was a scientific process until a few months ago when I was writing my second book from foster child to CEO. I realized, you know, it came to me about epigenetics and healing childhood trauma that way Mm. or trauma, period. Right. And I never knew that was a thing, but I know that I did those things. I did it differently, though. I went back in mentally in my mind and I walked through and I envisioned. So in my book, I wanted to bring you, the reader, into my life. I wanted you to be a fly on the wall. So I had to relive everything. Every single moment. It, I mean, you were saying you were crying. I had tears. I was angry. I went through a myriad of emotions doing this, but um, it was very emotional for me. But I was able to deal with it. So,
0: oh, wow. To be honest, you you mentioned something. You said um, it's not our fault that we go through these things that we go through. And I right. feel like the society makes it look like it's our fault most times. If mm-hmm. you're going through a challenge, uh, for example, rape, molestation as a mm-hmm. woman. And I can only speak for my race because I don't know much about mm-hmm. other people. I feel like right. in the black community, you cannot even speak freely about these things. And mm-hmm. just having this platform where we can come together and share experiences and story, I believe is really powerful. And if there's anyone out there right now thinking that abuse you're going through is your fault, it is not your fault.
1: Absolutely. It's not your fault
0: that someone does not see the value or the worth in you. And it's not your fault that you have been mistreated in any way it just speaks volume about who the other person is and you said something about childhood trauma you relieving every single feeling and i i um released an episode uh i think that will be episode 12 and it's about feelings give yourself the permission to feel
1: Mm -hmm. and reading Mm -hmm. your
0: book i felt everything from you being on the stairs, to the jumping on the bed, to, right. the, you know, to the shock when it's like you know what this person is going to do and you're right. expecting them to do that. And when they don't do that, you get a little sense of relief. But that mm-hmm. does not mean it's over. I felt everything. And for me to feel everything, I felt like I've had to go through a season where I was broken completely and mm-hmm. I had to go back to who are you mariam like who are right. you i had to feel so much from when i was age seven, age eight, and it felt like mm-hmm. i was processing so much i was releasing so much and i have to be honest with you um, michelle um giving yourself that permission to feel is the best gift you can give yourself on an mm-hmm. healing journey or when we're discovering yourself or um finding yourself so i'm really glad that you actually mentioned you know about feelings you feeling everything um, it will really really be nice because like i said at the beginning that we are um, next week is mental health week and i feel like the mental health amongst the black women is on the rise right now um and i just feel like well it's just my opinion like a lot of this has to do with subdued feelings hidden feelings and buried feelings and you Mm -hmm. know sometimes we bottle up so much and before you know it there is no more space to keep them and they just explode so um thank you so much for sharing that part of your of your journey but tonight is your night (laughs) it's not my night um you said you also said at the beginning that it was very very challenging um with your healing journey so what challenges did you face
1: well, um, I had Stockholm Syndrome. I, I didn't know what that was until a few years ago. So, one of the things my situation, my mom married her husband, which was my abuser. My mom also was being domestically abused,
0: of course.
1: So, um it was, she couldn't save herself. And I know some people like, oh, I would never let that happen to my child. I wouldn't either. <laughs> it would have went down in that house, right? But I don't know what she was thinking, having been through domestic violence myself, right? But I always protected my children through it. But she, hey, she, so I, it was easier for her to let him have his way, I guess, at my expense. And so I was made to love my abuser. And it was to the point where I couldn't even, even when I left, went to a foster home. In order to see my mom, I had to keep the peace with her husband, right? There was no, you know, sometimes she would sneak over to my house or whatever, like when I got older. But in order to really have a relationship with her, I was forced to have one with him. And at the time of my abuse, I thought he was my biological father, but he's not. And so that did a lot, right? (laughs) And I realized that this man is not even your biological father. I went through a lot of emotions. And so the challenges were, I felt guilty. Like, I, you know, I remember riding down the road. It's like, do all little the girls go through this? Mm. Is this something that I like because I haven't stopped it? Not realizing you're a child. How can you stop something, right? Yeah. And so all of these things would go through my mind. Just the guilt of it, right? And so when it came time to heal... I had to realize number one that I was a child. The supposed to protect me. Number one, a child can never can having any sexual activities with anyone. Right? Um, we now know that our brains aren't even fully developed, something like that. So, away a child. So I think the first the guilt I have a situation because you like you should have done more to stop it
0: yeah not
1: realizing you know you were a child no someone protected you right and so I get through that then it's the well you're older now you don't have to say a word to him I don't know if anyone in your audience or if you are familiar with the severity of Stockholm Syndrome. No,
0: you're and the first, it's, first person I am speaking with who actually has that. Mm-hmm. Have I been
1: diagnosed medically? No, but I I fit all the criteria, right? Okay. To the point that in my book, now, also for legal ramifications, but I could have actually pulled police reports and proved everything that I said, right? But I changed it. I remember I said I have to change his name because I don't want people coming to kill him, shoot him, or do anything harmful to yeah. him, right? He's yeah. in his late 70s now. Most people would be like, why would you care? You see what I mean? It's, it's very tricky, the game that is played on your mind. And my mom... I d- definitely had it. And she put us in situations where, you know, we ended up with it. So, um, I think just the guilt of that, can you still hear me? Yeah, I'm, I'm, okay. To something. No, no, no. I was, oh, okay. <laughs> I think yeah. with just the guilt of that, you know, um, uh, was a lot. And so then once I get past that part, right, and then it's like I'm mad at my mom. My mom's deceased. Right before she died, I did confront her. Um, you guys got to read the book. I'm not gonna tell you all what happened. No, but no, I'm gonna continue
0: tonight. <laughs> I got my <laughs> I'm going to continue tonight. I've got my copy. Um, yeah, so I'm gonna do one chapter per night, and then so it's just a just to kind of process it. Yeah,
1: gotcha. Yeah, it's a lot. Um, Because, uh, let let me say this, and and I I need nobody to get triggered but to listen. Mm -hmm. I had to take responsibility for me as a grown-up, right? Mm -hmm. So, I realized I'm going to have to feel every one of these emotions again. Because I'm going to have to go back and confront them. And... I think so many times we're told to brush things under the carpet, under the rug. Mm -hmm. Don't speak about it. Hush. Don't talk. Oh, you'll be fine. You'll get over it. My grandma went through it too. My grandma, because this happened to men as well. And And let me say this, trauma can be anything. Being born into poverty is traumatic, right? So trauma can be anything. But, you know, the the people that are older than us, oh, I've been through that or, you know, that happened to me. So it's no different. Wait a minute. You know, yeah, we need to stop and feel. Right. Because even if someone has been incarcerated, that's traumatic. And we know that they're told to get over it. Right. So I think the first thing we need to do is debunk this, get over it or, you know, let's just talk about it. No, you need to feel it because that's the only way I was able to wake up inside of me things that were dormant, right? Yeah. To then extrapolate them from me. I couldn't do it if I didn't deal with it, if I didn't feel it. So I went back to feel the anger, like I said, the trauma, the, mm-hmm. the sadness, the you know, I, I felt all of those emotions again, the pain. Right, but with my grown-up mind that's going to process the situations differently now. And that actually heals you on a cellular, molecular level. Because trauma actually affects the way that our RNA reads our DNA. Trauma is something that is literally passed down genetically as well. True. True. And so, you know, I had to relive all of these things to go back and correct some things and release some different emotions or whatever. And so I did that. Um, I think now the problem with it is once you've come through all of that and you start if you in your healing or you've healed, we have to be careful. <laughs> because just because we've let go and we let go of those situations doesn't mean that some of our um, defenses or some of the way that we want everyone to feel loved because we weren't. Some of the things that leave us open to narcissistic people or abusive people or, you know, we um we have to be careful at that point not to end up in those situations again, right? Uh, as far as dealing with narcissistic people or abusive people, or whatever, and I find I'm finding out now that yeah, I was I was healed from the trauma, but there is a still a process that has to go through. I have to go through because I don't want to attract another abuser.
0: Absolutely,
1: right? And sometimes when we've gone through things. Right? <laughs> It's just we just vibrate our pain, and here comes abusers, right? (laughs) Predators or whatever.
0: For someone who is an abuser or who is extremely toxic or toxic, they see that vulnerability and they just Mm -hmm. perch. I'm going to use the word perch because that's Mm -hmm. how it feels. They're perching it and they just use it to their own um, benefits. No matter how damaging it is to your soul, they don't care. Right. You know, they just use it and squeeze
1: it till you're broken again. Right, right, and and that's what we have to be careful of, right, and like I said, the number one thing that I can tell anyone that's been through any trauma, you have to start walking and some, and out of that, sometimes people can get addicted to their story of pain, right, sometimes it's Oh, you don't know what I've been through. I've been through this. I've been through that. And I get it because that was me. But it's like, at what point do you say, I won't keep saying that? I can't keep saying. I'm going to stop saying that. And now I'm going to, that is what I went through. It's not who I am. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely.
1: Right, I went through domestic violence. I went through molestation. I went through all these things, but that's not who I am. So now I've even gone as far as to say that was what I survived, but I'm not a survivor. And then I started to see things change in me, in my life, all of that right? Because now I'm not taking ownership of what happened to me. That's separate from who I am. Like you said, who is Miriam? Who is Michelle? Mm. Right? So at that point, you start to separate the two. And I think that's where true healing starts. When we let go of... Because sometimes our story can give us excuses to be the way that we want to be if we're bitter, angry, whatever, right? And we're justified. Look what we've been through. Yeah, But is that healthy? Right. Is that healthy for us? For you? For me? For us? For people around us who are going to love? Is that... We have to stop. You can't keep... You can't draw good energy, good things to you. If you're still emanating that pain, that hurt, that, right? So how, how do we get past that? Separate yourself from that trauma. That's how we get past that.
0: Separate yourself from the trauma.
1: hmm Okay. Absolutely.
0: Whoa. Wow wow, I need one more wow. <laughs> <laughs> Separate yourself from the trauma. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, I have no comment, Michelle. No, no. Keep going. Um,
1: <laughs> I mean, I pause if you want to say something. your show. No, no. <laughs>
0: this is it i'm processing a lot um as you're saying it i'm taking it in as well because in as much as i i am blessed to have this conversation with people the whole point is for me to also learn from other Mm -hmm. people's experiences as well as my audience are learning so um it's never occurred to me that i need to separate myself from the trauma i know Mm -hmm. that this is what i've gone through of what I am going through. But I am in a point where I can confidently say to myself, Miriam, you are not what you've been through. You right. are not um, defined by the places in your life that you failed. You failed in something does not mean I am a failure as a person. Right. So I, that's where I... I've never seen it from the point of separating myself from the trauma. So when you said that, I had to envision it. Like, you know, I, I had to kind of like just in my mind, have this vision of what that looks like. Me dropping the baggages and actually stepping aside from my baggages. And it looked
1: beautiful. That's why
0: I was like, wow, wow, wow. Um, yes.
1: Yeah, you can do that process. Um, I would really encourage you your uh audience to look up epigenetics because it kind of works like this, right? So and I didn't even know I was doing it. That's 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 what's so wonderful is that I didn't even know until a few months ago, right? And I went through this final process when I was writing my book in twenty twenty one. So um and it was a rather quick process. I went I wrote my book in two months, right? <laughs> so um well done. Yes, yeah, and so um, it was my life story, so it wasn't hard to do, right? <laughs> um, so if someone's addict, say someone's addicted to drinking, right? So they're an alcoholic. Certain proteins that are wrapped around their DNA. Mm-hmm. This well, the, the certain proteins um that is actually wrapped around the DNA it's going to squeeze harder right mm. to turn off that thing that says you're drinking too, drinking too much to turn off that thing that says okay you don't need this every day and then the other ones are going to be loose and have like these little antenna receptors that are out right and um Trying to explain to the best of my belly, I'm still learning it, but they're going to be activated, so to speak, right? And so they're the ones that say, yes, you want to drink every day. Yes, you want this. Yes, you want that, right? That's how come you can have one twin that's overweight and one that's not, right? So through the process of epigenetics, and there are some steps that you would do to do accomplish this, right? Um, and then you do it mentally. You don't have to actually physically go back. You can actually mentally go back to your trauma and do this. When you do that, you start to release different emotions into that situation, right? Um, I went back and I released um, me saving myself, which gave me a sense of the little child, a sense of someone saving me in the moment. Did the trauma reverse like it didn't happen? No. But someone was there to save me this time. Right? Um, it's, it, you, you can do it in that way. And then through that, I was able to separate myself. Right? And my mind uh, from the trauma. Because now, if you look at it this way, Miriam, whatever you've been through in your life, the Miriam now is not going to let anyone do that to her, right? Absolutely not. Now. So we don't even need those defense mechanisms. We don't need to hold on to all of that stuff that's weighing us down, all of that baggage. Because there's no way that we're going to allow those things to happen to us now. We can be free. You can breathe. You can laugh. You can live. You can enjoy life. Right? Because it's very hard as women. It's very And men. But I'm not a man, so I'm going to speak on women. It's very hard for us to trust and want someone to lead us that looks like the people that have abused
0: us. Interesting.
1: How do I want this man... To lead, you know, help lead this family and be the the head when men have done so much damage to me that look like him. Right? So, men have to be patient. Women have to heal. Women have to learn now how to properly heal. And men have, from their damage, and men have to learn how to love a woman that has been damaged. Most of us in the black culture have been damaged, even men. Things These that mean you've been, mm-hmm. yeah, things I mean you have been through, a lot of black men have been through. Yeah, I was speaking to um
0: another coach from I think uh somewhere in the USA, I honestly cannot remember, and um, the Discussion was centered around how he was unable to love his wife because mm-hmm. he said he loved her, but he was unable to show that love because he didn't see his mom showing mm-hmm. that love. He didn't feel that motherly mm-hmm. love from mm-hmm. um, from his mom, and he did mm-hmm. not grow up in a home where love was mm-hmm. being portrayed. So when right. he married, his expectation was completely different. Even though we are not in that scene today, he wants to try, but he genuinely cannot love her how she wanted to be loved. And the marriage ended because of that. And he's refused to remarry about maybe 10 years later just because he's come to realize what he lost. And he just Mm -hmm. feels, he said he feels the need to actually heal himself first mm-hmm. before going into any other relationship because he he looked back at those years he spent with his wife his ex-wife and the damage that it mm-hmm. he caused her physically and mentally he wouldn't want mm-hmm. anyone to do that to his daughter and i'm like wow
1: absolutely and that is definitely like a reality because how can he be able to do something that he had never seen Like, we really got to start talking to each other Mm. when we're we're entering into these relationships and and marrying and, you know, to understand each other. Right. To understand. Like, listen, so that way when things happen, maybe she gets distant or he gets distant today. You won't think that it's personal, but maybe it's going through something so you approach the situation a little bit differently right or vice Mm -hmm. versa exactly but we don't even want to be honest about what we're going through that's true and we really need to Mm uh-huh
0: whoa okay 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 wow i am i'm enjoying this we can do this for the whole night um yeah there's something else i wanted us to to look at okay um you mentioned from foster home to ceo Mm -hmm. and how you navigated your single mother journey and i know that raising kids by yourself is not a child's play and building Uh a business at the same time (laughs) how were you able and i know that is challenging that would be very challenging but you've just shown that it's doable that you can be in that situation Mm -hmm. and you can have a life that you're actually happy about Mm -hmm. happy to talk about so what was that like for you having a business um Raising the kids by yourself, improving yourself—you know, working on yourself, healing, still healing or ill, What was it like? You know,
1: in terms I <laughs> got you. I hadn't even started healing yet at that point. Okay. So this—the first business I ever had was in two thousand. I had a taxi company, I was a contractor with a bigger taxi company. That was the first business that I had, and although I was a single mom, um, most of the time, I did have, you know, a boyfriend here or there. Mm-hmm. Um, I am divorced. So when I was doing my taxi business, I had some help. And then, of course, I was married. We got to, we got, we separated right before I became a truck driver, opened my trucking company and i did this with a lot of help right like um my kids their father's family husband and then his mom or whatever and my daughter my daughter's (laughs) man that is my angel i am smiling here
0: the way you 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 took a breath,
1: i'm smiling yes she is definitely wow that, that young lady is incredible. She came out of college and was like, where are my baby brothers? I don't want them with their dad or anybody, bring them to me. Aww. You're on the road, uh, you know. Yeah, so I had help in that manner. And, and what made me come to the trucking industry was I saw the money, and then I wanted to change and break poverty. I wanted to break the lack. I wanted to break all of that so that it, I would transfer wealth to my children
0: and not debt.
1: Right. I was determined to break the cycle of poverty. I was determined to break that cycle of lack, or you know, not enough or just enough. And so I came to the road. Um, mm. It was hard. I mean, every day things were happening. I mean, you got when you're a truck driver, you're away from everything and everybody. And so it's not like you can just be there when something happens or, you know. um, Mm -hmm. So that's my daughter helped me a lot with that. Um, Oh my gosh. I couldn't ask for a better daughter. I just couldn't. (laughs) If I I had to. (laughs) We love you too from here. Right? It's like that young lady. (laughs) I'm definitely going to let her listen to this. Interview, but I could have not gone in and created with my own hands a better, more perfect human being. She's just she has her moments, but my baby, I <laughs> I'm telling you. So um, I mean, and then you also, I'm gonna tell you, we're built for this. So if there's anyone that's been through something, listen. If you're right now, please don't. If you're sad, you're down, you know. Life has been beaten up. Mm. Let me tell you, you have made it through things that would have made other people fold up. Right? Mm. You can definitely take that, those things and those experiences and the skill sets, the good ones that we've learned from those situations and bring them over into the business world because that's all I did. So from foster child to CEO, how to turn your trauma into triumph. That's mm-hmm. what I speak about. The first half is about my journey as a foster child mm-hmm. and showing them, you know, I've been through this and I've been through that. Yeah. But the skill sets that I've learned, i when I get to the second half of the book CEO, it's like, listen, we are unstoppable mm-hmm. because we didn't fold. Right. Mm-hmm. So when our backs up against the wall in this business world, and something happens, and you know, you have to take this loss here. We don't fold. That's not what we do. We didn't fold in life. That's right. Right? We kept pushing. Yeah. We met because we could have easily committed suicide. We could have easily given up. We could have been in a mental mental institution, but we're not. So that means we are way more than a conqueror. Amen. Right, so in business, you got to have these skill sets because you got to be resilient. <laughs> let me tell you, but we got that right. You have to be able to read. A... I think her network
0: is a bit bad that she's driving, but um, oh, can you oh, hear me?
1: Yes, I oh, think you okay, I'm sorry. I back. think because I had let the app close, I'm so sorry. Okay. <laughs> um, so we are resilient people, right? We had to serve we had to negotiate with our abusers sometimes if you were in domestic violence to mm. live to the next day. So when you walk in a boardroom, understand there's not a better negotiator than you. Than you. Mm. <laughs> right? You'd have to negotiate for your life.
0: You do it every day.
1: Listen, that those skill sets we learn how to be resilient. Those skill sets that we learn on you know what? Okay. So everybody else is sitting here. Oh, I think we should do this for this customer. I think we should do that for this customer. You've read the customer the situation and you know the solution. Why? Because you have to be able to read people and their intentions because we have been in situations where we've been taken advantage of. We've been hurt. All of these things. We don't get to this point in our life without learning things that people go to business school and college and learn. We came from a school of hard <laughs> Rich. Amazing. Well, okay. I have
0: one more question. I promise and this is my last one, I promise. Okay. No problem. We've we've said a lot to be honest. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. If there was just one person listening to you right now, going through abuse or going through, I call it going through fire because it's fire, honestly. And you don't know how to quench it, or you don't even have the resources, or you feel like, what do I do here? What would be the word of advice you would want to give that
1: person? Get out safely yeah because you can't continue to thrive in a situation that is unhealthy, that is spreading your life, that is abusive. yeah make a plan and get out safely because then and only then can you deal with the trauma separate yourself from the trauma and become a triumphant story because you are worth it don't give up. Don't give up. I know in certain situations you're like, oh my God, I can't make I used to sleep with one eye open. I used to jump when any of my abusers came around, whether it was my mol- molester or when I was in a situation. Real jumpy. Always trying to please. That's why I became a people pleaser, right? You become a to people keep pleaser, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to yeah. keep the peace and things like that. Listen, get out. Get out safely. Please get out safely. What I mean by that is you're going to... Listen, if you're in a situation being watched the moment you get into a public area and you have those children with you, I don't care if you go to the store wherever you go, yell, scream, run, grab those kids' hands, say something. And then you got to be on purpose. If you're dealing with um, verbal, all of these things are really, really, really awful. If you're just dealing with um, the trauma of living in poverty, listen, I'm still telling you to get out. Make a p- out. Because only you can change your situation. Take that. You, you got it. Thank you. You got to strengthen you. you, Thank definitely You definitely need to get out. You're welcome
0: so about your book where can we buy the book Thank for what you my audience would love to buy where can we buy the book and what's the name of the book please
1: so go to amazon.com mm-hmm. and look up Royalty Bread B-R-E-D, by mm-hmm. Michelle Brewer B-R-E-W-E-R and it's book one and two you're definitely going to want both books because <laughs> there's a big cliffhanger at the end of book one but uh oh. and you mm-hmm, i'm sorry go ahead no no
0: you finish what you were gonna
1: say <laughs> <laughs> and so um i uh you can also find me on facebook
0: yes please
1: michelle brewer michelle on facebook brewer. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. i have this big old kool-aid smile looks just like me on my author page on amazon um <laughs> Well, you know follow me week. on tiktok now Michelle Brewer yes. on tiktok alright yes. let's
0: go to tiktok then Michelle Brewer on yes, tiktok ma'am. you heard it all yes, um, but honestly thank you so much for you know giving us the time and you've all had you've heard it all tonight I know being an in an abusive situation is never going to be easy living is never mm-hmm. going to be easy but mm-hmm. you have to make up your mind and if kids right. are involved it becomes more challenging because you think you want to stay for the kids but think about right. it what are you telling your kids what kind of lifestyle Absolutely. are you saying it is okay what are you saying is acceptable for your kids you know and if you're in from trauma you also need to remember that there is no one way to heal from trauma. Find what works for you. Be patient Mm -hmm. with yourself. Be kind
1: to yourself. And And if you have kids, can I just say if you have children, they're going through it too. Yes. Save your children if nothing else. Absolutely. Do it for them. Mm -hmm.
0: And one last thing for me, it's never your fault. It's never your fault. Don't take the blame for something that is not your fault. Right. Well, that is it from me tonight um remember to share this episode all other episode uh what else can i say to you click on the follow button so you can get the notification when new episodes are uploaded there is also a comment session and a feedback session i would really love you guys so please leave me a comment leave me a feedback what you picked from michelle's episode and if there's something you want me to talk about please let me know i'm so open to you know trying different topics but yes mental health has been a big part of my journey and i'm just so excited to be sharing it with people Mm -hmm. um who've actually experienced similar situations so stay blessed you all and bye for now everyone